Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Buckus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Pete Hassan, Matt Amendola, and Matt Buckus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Buckus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Dave Kaplan, radio and TV personality for ESPN and NBC Sports Chicago. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. All right, Matt, we got playoff basketball going on right now. It was, uh, let's go over the first game of the series. Finals. Boston, Golden State, out of the gate, Boston scores 120. First seven threes of the second half and end up winning 120 to 108. Where's the series going, Matt? <laughs> I don't know, man. That was that was pretty impressive by Boston, I would think. I mean, game one. Were we, weren't we reading some of the stats where it was like 22 and the last 26 years, it was 22 and four. Game one is won by the home team. Home team, that's right. So, and uh, not to mention that you touched on a little earlier with the second half three point situation with Boston, but I mean they shot over fifty percent for the whole game. So, and if they're going to keep that up, I mean they're, they're going to be tough for the yeah. for the for the Warriors. Well, it's hard to do if they can do it. Yeah, I'm Brad, st- are you a Brad Stevens fan? Are you big? I'm more of a Golden State than Boston. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I like him as a coach, though. Brad Stevens is good. Yep. Came from around here, he right? Butler. Butler, yeah, yeah. Did great with that program, and uh, and Steve Kerr. Do you like Steve Kerr? No, I don't. <laughs> Why I think, not? Uh, I have what a, did I he have do a, to you? I have, I have a, I have a couple uh, uh, differences when it comes to opinion on certain issues outside of basketball. So I'll go ahead and keep it. <laughs> All right. So I don't like. <laughs> so I don't like him. Well, he was he did well for us here in Chicago. So yeah. well, I get it. Right. 92, 93. He was there. He's, I don't know how many he's got. He's got. Doesn't he have two? Uh, he could have more than two. Well, it was what? Paxson? We always needed that three guy. Oh, that yeah. Armstrong, Paxson, Kerr. Kerr. All those different years. Yep. So. BJ Armstrong, was he there? BJ Armstrong. That's a, yeah, yeah, BJ and the other guys. Well, so, that- what. Um, did you go to a Mavs game this year? They're really good. They they lost in the. They did. I think they. Pl- I'm so proud of the Mavs this year. They played out of their minds against. Uh, what was it the last? Well, the they played as well as they could against the Warriors. It was just too much. They were outmatched. I mean, they really couldn't line up for them. Yeah, I th- line up to line up. But the series before, uh, they just played unbelievable. Right. Really we proud. Beat, I don't think they were expected to win. No, that. no. That was when they they beat the Suns. Yeah, beat, that was they beat Chris Paul and the Suns, and and really, they a lot of people thought we didn't have a chance, but at the same time, you know, hell of a player, that Luka Doncic. You got, yeah, you, I think you just need a little bit more around him to help him out. I think one or two players in some key positions right. could definitely help. But they they had a hell of a year. If we could get a big guy in just to kind of be a big body and get some extra rebounds and kick it out to to Luka a couple more times, no, no, I think we're gonna be fine next year. We're just, you know. Got to buckle down in the offseason and improve. There you go. With the Bulls, I don't know. They have actually had some injury problems. They did this year, didn't they? I think uh, Zach just had a surgery. Zach 
Levine. Mm-hmm. Levine. So we'll see. Did but, you get a chance to go to any uh, Bulls games this year? Uh, no. I think it was one of the first years I didn't go to a Bulls game. I didn't go to a lot of Blackhawks games either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's not that it's I'm fair weather fan, but uh, I was I went to plenty of games when they were winning. But uh, you know, just with work, traveling around. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I get just it. Don't have a lot of time to to go to games anymore. I'll hit my concerts though, but uh, all those games I used to go to, I just yeah, I'm out of town most of the time. Well, hopefully next year. Hopefully next year they'll pick it up and. We can make some games together. How about that? There you go. I want to. I want to see a game. I've never been to that oh, arena. United Center. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. No. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, in closing, who are you taking in the finals? Are you taking Boston or Golden State? Um, you know what? Uh, I do like this Boston team. So you have Boston. I have Golden State. Yeah, I'm gonna go Boston on it. All right. You can tell in my voice how uh, confident I am. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's going to be good. It's going to it's going to be a tough series either way for both of them. It's seven. Gonna, I think it's going to go seven. So? Oh yeah. Well, I hope so. I, I always seven. think the 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 NBA too. What does the NBA want? Seven or four? Shoot. Seven games or four games? No, they're definitely going to want you their seven. I mean? of, of course. But uh, we have a great guest today, man. He's you know diehard Cub fan, but he's a sports media guy, one of the best here in Chicago. He's up next. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven Web Now One. Welcome back. We are joined today by radio and TV personality who co-hosts Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN and the host of Unfiltered and the football after show on NBC Sport Chicago. A man that wears many hats and always has his thumb on the sports in Chicago, Mr. Dave Kaplan. How are you, Dave? Good to be with you guys. Got a nice setup here. Yep. It's been a while. When's the last time we saw each other? It's been a while. Yep. Pandemic in the middle there. and just... Right. I was trying to remember when we did the show, when we surprised Keekly. Was that 14 or 15? I think it was 15. I think yeah. it was 15. That was awesome. Yeah. We had Luke Keekley in <laughs> studio, and there's he, here comes Remember? his dad. And it was like, Luke's like, well, what's going on here? He was like a kid in a candy Now, where store. were you guys? We, we were, were down in my studio at NBC. Okay. And he won the Butkus Award, but he did not know that Dick Butkus and Matt were going to be there and give him this award. And he walked in the studio like. <laughs> right. We were what? like using that show as the Butkus Award. Correct. We're like, come in, talked about the high school winner and the college winner. Yeah. And then you were like, wait like, a minute, who uh, won the pro? And we snuck the trophy under we his. We brought the trophy in. I'm like, he you won the pro. Red. Oh, my God. It was really cool. Because we, we have a good thing with him because he wins it so damn much. You know, he was, we're trying to surprise him at every point. So, great kid. Great. I don't know if I'm glad he got out. He got out early, but 
A lot of guys do it. They make so much money now that they just go, all right, I'm done. I'm, I made my luck. money. Yeah. Right? Maybe it's smart. Yeah, they see that the body just takes such a beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've got a son who played Division three football, got recruited at D1, but he was too slow. He was 300 pounds, 6'4", and he started four years at offensive line, and his knee is still messed up. He oh, wow. injured it twice. Did he take any of that weight off after he got out of football? He weighs, he weighs 225. Wow, that's good. Yep. Um, you know, Dave, I know we've talked you know, briefly in the past. I know you're definitely ingrained in Chicago sports. Uh, tell me, what kind of influences got you into sports media? Uh, growing up, I always wanted to work in sports. Like My late father was an attorney. My late mom a dietitian. My brother's an eye surgeon. He was valedictorian. He trained at Mayo Clinton. Like, wow. And then there was me. <laughs> and I was the guy who brought his report card home. And When I was going to school, you would get little cards in an envelope math and they would write their little comments and here's you know the first marking period and then there was a card that said deportment that was your behavior right with check marks and stuff yeah kinda. And it would be, you know he pays attention he turns his home <laughs> right. and my brother everything was stellar and then there was me and it's he thinks he's the class clown he feels like he has to be the entertainer in class won't sit down in his seat right <laughs> won't sit in his seat probably has add right and chewing gum in class right and so that was me, and I always wanted to work in sports. There was no chance that I could be a 9 to 5, get my 15-minute break at 10 o'clock, my one-half hour for lunch. No chance. And so when I was a senior in college, I went to get my mail out of the student union, out of your little mailbox, mm-hmm. and I see this sign, and it says that the local high school, Kellogg High School, is looking for an assistant coach. I'm a senior in college. I could do that. And so I call. I get an interview, and the guy goes, you know what? Let's do it. Nice. And so he gives me the J- head JV and assistant varsity and paid $1,000 for the season. Wow. And I'm like, I'm living in a fraternity. I'm like, do you know how much beer we can buy with 1000 bucks? Yeah. So I coach. I have a great time. And I get done. I graduate. What am I going to do with my life now? No idea. Sure. I just don't want more school. My dad is on me. You need to go to law school. Get the degree. Just pass. And then do whatever you want to do. So I apply. I get in. And I have zero interest in going. Zero. And I come home and I'm reading the Chicago Sun-Times at my parents' house. I just graduated. This is May of 1982. And there's the little transactions column in the paper. You know, Chicago Bears traded and this school did yeah. And it said Purdue University fired their assistant basketball coach. I'm like, I can do that job. Yeah. There you go. I'm 20, going to be 21. Now, basketball, was that something like your first sports was that favorite? Like was, that, was, was that your was no, basketball? No, I played one of your... some college football there, and I played baseball was my best sport. Uh-huh. I wasn't even on the basketball team there. But I loved basketball, loved the coaching aspect of it. So I call Purdue. I have a photographic memory. That's one gift I was given. And I call Purdue. And I haven't called Purdue in 25 years. 317-494-3214. Wow. And secretary answer. I said, Gene Cady, please. <laughs> yeah, who's calling? David Kaplan from Kellogg High School in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, hold on a second. Basketball coach Katie. And I said, coach, I saw you just fired your assistant coach. I'd like to apply for that job. Uh, what do you do now? I'm a high school coach in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Uh, how was your team? I go, yeah, we were okay. Do you have anybody that could play here at Purdue? No. No shot. Uh, how old are you? Uh, 21. He said, yeah, get 10 years experience and call me back. And he hangs up. 
gone. And I'm like, how can this asshole not know I could do this job? That's no, right. okay. So the next day, I'm looking at the same section of the paper, and it says Northern Illinois University announced that their assistant coach had resigned. He's becoming a JUCO head coach downstate. I don't even know who the coach at Northern is. I knew who Gene Cady was. So I call 411. There was no Google. There was no way. 411. I haven't right. heard that in a while. Call 411. Yeah, maybe it was like Directory this. assistance. Exactly. Directory assistance. I said, yeah, do you have a Northern Illinois University? Yep. 815-753-1000. Um, okay, great. I call it. Northern Illinois. I said, yeah, could you connect me to the men's basketball office? And by the way, who's your coach? A uh, guy named John McDougal. His extension is 1633. Hold on. He doesn't even have a secretary. Basketball coach McDougal. I said, hey, coach, my name's David Kaplan. I go through the whole thing. I'd like to interview for that job. He said, uh, how old are you? What's your level? Yeah, you got no shot. None. I said, coach, I'm an hour and a half away. Just let me drive up there tomorrow and talk to you. You're wasting your time. You have no shot at this. Coach, please, just let me show up. He said he died in 2016, three days before the Cubs won the World Series because he was a Cardinal fan, and I spoke at his memorial and said, yeah, he died because he did not want to see my Cubs win. He hated the Cubs. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And so he lets me drive out there. And he told me before he died, I only let you drive out here to get you off the goddamn phone. <laughs> so I borrow a tie from my dad. I drive up there. I walk in, 9 a.m. interview. And you know how you see someone and you just go, I'm going to marry that girl. Or it's going to be my best friend. Or I don't like that person. But you could size him up in two seconds. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Loved him. He's 64 years old. I'm 21. We have nothing in common. Zero. We walk around campus for three hours. That's where our team eats. That's where they go to class. That's the dorm. Let's go see the arena. Do all this. We get done. He walks me to my car, puts his hand out. He goes, well, thanks for coming up. You're a hell of a nice young man, and you're utterly unqualified for this (laughs) job. Good luck to you. And I get in the car, and I am fuming. Oh, steaming, beaming. How can this... (laughs) How can he not know I can do this job? Right. This is May of 1982. I'm thinking some persistence is going to pay off here. Soon. Okay, so <laughs> now I, I guess I got to go to law school. So I say I'm a vendor at White Sox games and Cubs games, and I'm saving every nickel. And I want to pay able to help my parents help me pay for law school. So I go to a basketball clinic a week before law school starts. God's honest truth. I'm in Milwaukee, Hubie Brown, Mike Fratello running a clinic. I take my money, I buy my spot, you stay overnight one night at the Hyatt, and I get paged at the clinic. There's no cell phones. David Kaplan, you have an emergency phone call at the front desk. I'm like, oh boy. I run up there, they're like, yeah, your mother is trying to reach you. I'm like, oh, this can't be good. I call her back, she's like, I've called there six times. You're tough to get a hold of. I'm like, what's up? Coach McDougal called from Northern. He needs to talk to you, but it has to be right now. Okay. I call him back. He's like, I wanted to let you know that I hired someone for that other job. I didn't want you to read about it. Ironically, the guy that got fired at Purdue got the Northern job. Yeah. He said, but here's the other thing. My third assistant, it's called the part-time assistant, part-time money, full-time hours, just (laughs) resigned before I post this job. If you want it, it's yours. I'm like, done. done. (laughs) He said, hold on a second. I just talked to your mom. She said, you're going to law school in a week. I said, F law school. I'm in. He goes, you don't even know what it pays. I said, coach, I don't care. I'll do whatever. I love that. He said, $4,200 a year. I said, I'm in. Done. Okay. 
I need you here next Thursday. I said, I'll be there. That's incredible. And that's how I got started. And then a year into it, our recruiting coordinator got deathly ill, six months in the hospital. They promote me to full time, no more money, but now I can go on the road and recruit. And I was there four years, went from there, ended up in the NBA, scouted two years with Seattle, who's now Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. wow. two years with the Indiana Pacers. And then I got a phone call that changed my life on a Sunday morning. It's snowing. DePaul's number one in the country. They used to have a great team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark McGuire and all of them. They're playing right here at Allstate Arena, then known as the Rosemont Horizon. Some guy calls. Hey, uh, David Kaplan, my name's John something from Sports Channel America. Have you ever done television? I know you coached. Your name was given to me. Our analyst got snowed in. He can't get here. I got a game in two hours. I have no one to broadcast with my play-by-play guy. I'd never done anything but watch TV. And I said, oh, I've done a ton of TV. You have? Can you do this game? I'll pay you $800. That was like a fortune. I said, done, I'm in. Really? Yeah, I'll be there. Borrow the same tie from my dad. (laughs) Go do the game. I get done. This dude walks up to me. He's like, wow, that was really, really good. Why am I flying a guy from L.A. each week to do these games? I've got eight more. I'll pay you $800 a game. It's more than I made in a year coaching. And uh, you can have them. That was 1987. And boom, wow. here I am today, radio, TV, and sitting with you guys. Doing it all. Wow, that's incredible. I know, especially recruiting-wise, I know a lot's changed regarding the NIL, the names, uh, images, and likeness. Yep. Uh, what was your, I mean, you know, because it happened today, did you uh, get to hear the uh, Ryan Day situation with Ohio State? I heard there's something about it, so, so I want to. So this is the first time. I was Wisconsin, on the air. I didn't get this. No, no, no. It's actually Ohio State. So. Oh. I look back at it. So evidently, yeah, he uh, made it publicly known for the first time literally in the NCAA that he needed $13 million from his boosters just to keep his roster afloat. So you're talking about a pay. He said, I need basically a bigger payroll for my kids to beat Michigan. This is what we're going to need. This is just from one booster. So, I mean, times have changed in recruiting quite a bit. It's what, do you, what is your uh, take on the NIL flip in the NCAA? I have no problem with the kids getting paid. None whatsoever, because they've taken advantage of these kids for far too long. I agree. I mean, when I was coaching, I was making forty two hundred dollars a year, and I would try and slide a player. Here's twenty bucks to you know go get a pizza, get or a whatever. burger. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And I worked part time jobs to moving company on the weekend. I was a vendor in the summer, whatever it took to put food on the table, and then try to help our guys. Which was that a violation? I guess, but I can't not help a kid. Are you yeah, kidding? Right. Yeah, it was incredible. And at one point at Baylor, we had a kid that was a fullback for us. There was his jerseys were selling out like crazy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the guy couldn't. I mean, he was from a smaller town in Texas, didn't really have a really strong family background. He couldn't afford shoes, man. I mean, he couldn't afford anything. I mean, this guy's starving on the streets, just really wondering. And, and people are making money off his jersey in the, uh, book, yeah, in, the bo- in the bookstore. Shame on the NCA for yeah, allowing for it to get to that point. Time, a yeah. long time. So I've got no problem. My problem is. I recruit Matt to play for me. Mm-hmm. Matt commits to me. I don't recruit anyone else at his position. And the day before the signing day, because this just happened to a friend of mine, phone rings. It's the coach. Hi, this is Matt's mom. Um, we just got offered 600000 last night. So oh. either you match it or we're going to sign there. Well, I didn't recruit anyone else at his position. So now how am I supposed to compete? I, I don't like that it's gotten to that point, mm-hmm. and then I hate the transfer portal. Hate it. Yeah, the transfer portal, I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's probably definitely one of the biggest. I've had players have told me they'll play for X school tonight, 
and then get back to their apartment and their phone's ringing and it's someone from a bigger school. Hey, I watched your game tonight. Finish the season. Don't say anything. I got an NIL deal for you. Just transfer and we'll have you with us in two months. <laughs> or don't even play your senior so year. So how am I supposed to coach the this guy? The haves and the have-nots. How am I supposed to coach him, push him, try to make him better, and then he goes, by the way, see you later. I'm out. I need the dough, buddy. That's what he's going to tell you. I right. went to the USC spring game, and it looked like an Oklahoma roster. Unbelievable. Oklahoma all the way down. Unbelievable. But I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy, so. yeah. I would be too. You got to um, be better. Tell me about – I know you, I know you were – uh, basketball coach mm-hmm. at one point too. What was your favorite coaching moment? My favorite coaching. Yeah. Mo- okay, so dear friend of mine who's now deceased, Rick Majerus. Remember yeah. Rick? Oh yeah. Yeah, Rick was Utah. one of my close. Yeah, he was one of my closest friends, and he came in with a really good Marquette team, really good. And we had Kenny Battle who played at Illinois. Yep. We had a really good team, and we beat his ass. Nice. And he was furious. They're ranked. We're not. And we had them 19 down. We had to hang out at the end, but we won. And I went to see my friend at the locker room because they were at our place. And there's water everywhere. I'm like, what in the? He had ripped the urinal off the wall with Ooh. his bare hands. He was so mad and smashed it on the ground. <laughs> it's one of my great memories. There That's you go. It's a good story. Yeah, I like that. So growing up, you grew up in Skokie? Or I did. Well, my dad played. Were you able? Did you see any of the games? Uh-huh. I was looking Absolutely, at it. I did. We were trying we were to like, figure what, out the time. 10, 11, 12. So 13? I remember, yeah, I was a little kid, and I remember your dad catching an extra point. Do you remember that? Washington? Yes. I remember on the left side of the goalposts, and he's in the front of the end zone, and he catches it, and he hands it to the Washington defender who swatted <laughs> yeah. it away. I'll never forget it. Oh, I've seen that on uh, I've the seen best. that on classics for sure. The best. Yeah, that's great. One of a kind there. Oh man. I mean, how about drafting Dick Butkus and Gail Sayers in the same draft? It's incredible, man. Insane. Well, God rest his soul, Gail, though. Yeah. Tough. That was tough. Yeah. I know you're a big Cubs fan. Diehard. Refreshing to hear. That's my team. Absolutely. They're sitting at twenty two and twenty nine facing the cards tonight, Mr. Stroman's pitching. Yeah, that game going? should Today. actually is just it, Oh, did it just start? Just have started. Yeah. Tell me how the last bit of the Cubs season is gonna finish out. How do you think? Look, this is it's a rebuild. They don't want to call it that. They're rebuilding. And that's okay. Just be transparent about it. Sure. That's my one problem with it. Not signing Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Schwarber. Looks like it was brilliant. Those guys are all struggling. Yep. Do you know that the three of us combined have as many home runs as Chris Bryant in a Rockies uniform. Wow, I did not know that. He's got zero. Wow. He's been on the injured list, and he's got four RBIs for the season. They paid him $182 million. Holy shnikes. Yeah, Schwarber's I hitting 192. Like Schwarber, I just heard a couple things about him lately, right? He's, he's hitting hit a home run or Great guy. He's got, I think, 11 or 12 home runs, but he's hitting 192. Is that worth $80 million? Not for me. And then Baez is hitting like 198. And Rizzo, I think, is hitting 210 or 212. So, yeah. Okay, I'll give you this year if you're down. You better be spending next winter and be getting right back in the mix. That's right. Mm-hmm. How about when they won it? Probably was. Greatest geez, sports right? moment of my life. I was there. Is that your best media moment, too? or is it best? No question. Oh, I love it. There's two great media moments. Two great. The first one is the Cubs. That's, it's not even close. It was 108 freaking years. That's my team. And it was like my heart was out beating on that set when I was getting ready to go on. I was there, and I got into it with my partner, Todd Hollinsworth, who was Rookie of the Year for the Dodgers. He's one of my best friends. He was my partner for years. 
and we're sitting there, and it's six to three in the eighth inning. So I'm sitting there. I'm, he's sitting on the set. It's six three, bottom of the eighth. It's game seven. I'm pacing back and uh, forth. Of course you are. And he says to me, "Dude, relax. It's over. We got a closer. It was a hundred and two. We're up six to three in the eighth. This game's over. Relax." And I turn to him and I go, "Listen here." MFR, you played for seven teams. You were a fucking mercenary on our team. We paid you. You played for us for a year and a half, and we traded your ass away. You don't know what it's like to be a Cubs fan. You have no idea what I go through because more than any team in sports till that night, there were no done deals with the Cubs. They could be up 90 to nothing, two outs, bottom of the night, no one on. They could find a way to F it up. So, like the Bears. So we're standing there, and I'm furious with him. Sure. And he's laughing at me. He thinks it's hilarious. There's a is he trying show to get a rise that, out of you? Yeah, yeah. There's a show that has a stream of text messages where people I work with are texting from Chicago. How's Cap doing? Is he okay? <laughs> and suddenly I hear swung on and driven to deep left because I can hear the speaker off the side of the stadium. Our set, the monitor's 15 seconds late, so we don't see it. But I hear it. I'm like, they just tied the goddamn game. He's like, yeah, funny. Next thing you know, there's fireworks going off. The game's tied. When we won, I literally pointed at my late father. I go, we did it. And then I went on the air and we did a four-hour post-game show. It was the coolest thing I've ever covered. The other, I'm in an on-air talent meeting at WGN Radio, my old station. I'm the sports guy. I'm just the guy off to the side. There's the late Bob Collins, Spike O'Dell, Kathy and Judy, Milt Rosenberg, all these luminaries in the broadcasting world. And they said, hey, we've been offered an interview with this particular celebrity. And all of them go, I ain't interviewing that guy. I'm like, do you people know we're in the ratings business? Right. I'll do the interview. They're like, you're a sports guy. What do you know? Well, it was Johnny Cochran. Oh, wow. And the trial was, the verdict was going to come out that week. So this is what, 93, 94? This is 95. 95. And they said, you see what he's done in this trial? I'm not interviewing him. I said, well, let's let the verdict happen. Let's see what goes on. I'll do the interview. OJ was a football player. I could do this. And my late father was a criminal defense attorney. There you go. So you're really in it. So now he's acquitted. And everyone at the state, I ain't interviewing that guy. You got a murderer off. I'm like, give it to me. I got an hour, one-on-one. So first I went and met with my dad for two days. He gave me questions. He had a murder trial in the U.S. Supreme Court. Like, he knew everything. Right. So I've got this list of questions. There's 500 people on Michigan Avenue standing outside the showcase studio going, oh, my God, that's Johnny Cochran. And we took a commercial break, and he's like, can I ask you a question? I've done a bunch of interviews. Where are you getting these questions from? I'm right. Like, uh, my dad was a criminal defense attorney, or is, and he had a murder trial in the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, now I get it. And I was able to ask him some stuff that's that no one had though. asked him. It that's was amazing. Uh, it's a great memory for me and my dad. And uh, did an hour with Johnny Cochran. We actually stayed in touch until he died. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I know Father's Day is coming up. Uh, sorry to hear about your father's past. Is there anything that you guys used to do together that you... I mean, uh... he's the reason I'm into sports. Oh, really? My brother and I would fight over the newspaper every morning before school so we could look at the box scores. Well, and sure, we did. I, we, I used to do that, too, actually. We used to first to get to the paper to check out the right. box scores. Totally. I'm like 11 years. I'm like 11 years old going to the box scores. Totally different. <laughs> My dad would love to have done what I do for a living. He was a lawyer, and he loved the law. He hated the practice of it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. I have a funny uh, Johnny Cochran story. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I got to hear this. So, have you ever heard of Secret Santa? Yeah. 
So the Secret Santa is a guy that goes around to disaster areas and he hands out $100 bills. Mm-hmm. So they were in Vegas at an NFL thing and and he heard it, you know, do it to Butkus, do it to Butkus. So my dad was up at the buffet or whatever. He hears this like rip, rip, you know, like a like yeah. a fart, rip. Your dad has that little. So, <laughs> so, so he's like, what? You know, he started laughing because he heard it. He's like, what are you? He's like, I manufacture these. So he tells him the whole story about how he started. He was in like Tupelo, Mississippi, and uh, he was working for Sprint. Sprint screwed him over, whatever. He was at his last dollar, and he was going to go and eat at a diner and eat a big breakfast. And he swallowed his pride. He's, he was going to go stay with his sister in Kansas City. So he he didn't have any money, so he ate, and he's like, how am I going to get out of here? So the owner goes over and by the table and picks up a 20 under the table and gives it to him. He's like, you dropped this. He was like, he remembered that. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, and paid it. Goes to Kansas City. Has like 500 in the bank selling magazines or something. So he's walking around one day and he saw this uh, homeless lady and said, was asking for money. And he's like, hold on a second. I'll be back. So he goes to the bank. He takes out 250 of his 500 and gives it to her. She's like, no, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, I, I do. And he's like, Every, everything turned to gold since that happened. So Sprint screwed him over and he sued him for like 500 million. And then uh, he hooks up with my dad, and they were like, let's go to Vegas and ride elevators with the farter. That's when your dad was in my <laughs> studio telling me about this. <laughs> yep. So they go, and they're in the elevator, and Johnny Crockton comes on, right? So they're cracking him off and everything, you know? And he was just looking straight ahead, and, and then he gets off. He got off. They stayed on. He walked a little bit and turned around, and he's like, you guys are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Johnny Cochran. And it was funny. He would know where my dad was. He'd hear stories about the, the machine the machine. Yeah, your dad. throughout the nation. He'd so, be like, you were in New York. First interview I did with his dad in a long time. They're in my radio studio, and this thing keeps going off. And I'm looking at my partner going, okay. This is this is too good. It was great. It's great. Still have it. It's pretty funny. I used it in Italy a lot. I, I just got did. back from Italy train. and Ireland. What a trip. Uh, it was awesome. I've been to Italy. I have not been to Ireland. I yeah. love Europe. Love. We're going to try to do some American football camps in Italy. How cool would that be? Yep. 2023, we're going to have one in Trieste. It'll so, be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, as far as being such an accomplished TV personality, radio host, many, many shows, uh, what's your biggest challenge still is being in the media and kind of understanding, you know, you understand sports just as much as anyone around here. So what, how do you feel about, I mean, as far as your challenges now these days? Social media is a challenge. Oh, okay, sure. Because if you're covering a team, like I did the Cubs for 25 years, I was their pre and post game host. So I had to be on top of that beat. Some jackaloon in his basement with a blog that has one person that follows it, writes, yeah, I'm hearing this trade might go down, and my news director gives me the call at 11. Hey, we're hearing, like, this Mike Trout's getting traded to the Cubs. <laughs> oh, he's not. Russell Wilson's <laughs> coming to the Bears. Right. So you, <laughs> so then you have to call, wake up Jed Hoyer or Theo Epstein yep. and go, hey, man, I'm sorry to bother you. Are you guys involved on a trade for so No. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. It can be a pain. Sure. It can also be a great thing to have. I got 124,000 followers. 
if I tweet I'm having Dick Butkus or I'm having pick the great player on, that could potentially help ratings, mm-hmm. drive people to listen. So social media is definitely something you want to use. can also ruin your be, career. <laughs> you be careful with Not that. using it right. Like, I don't have, like my guy at ESPN, Mark Silverman, right. he calls it wine fingers, and he gets on Twitter after he's been drinking. I'm like, no. Silly. No wine hey, fingers. Man, cut it out. Please. My wife takes my phone. If I'm having a few, yeah, thanks. No, not, not happening. I know I have a really beautiful career. I am not going to screw it up like that. Look in your no inbox, way. you got 53 new, and you're like, oh, boy, what happened? Right. <laughs> not going to do it. I think we had a conversation with your wife. She's at Lou Malnati's. Yes. Did she tell you? No. No? Yeah, we actually had a, a talk with your we wife. This a, was we, probably about we six a, weeks ago. We had a, a conference, Zoom conference call with a Mindy. Yeah, it's my wife. So Mindy I had Mindy Lou, with Lou I'm Malnati's. like, what other Mindy is, is there than your wife? Yeah. Did she help she's you? A, we she, might she do was some a things. Lady. Yeah, she got a multiple, like, yeah. Sent Zooms. us some pizzas. Sent some pizzas. And uh, we're hopefully going to do something. Uh, if them. not, I'll take care of her. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah, awesome. She was we great. met at a Cubs game. Oh, really? Yeah. We met in a skybox when oh. one of my friends. Was that another situation where you just knew, where you just you saw oh, that person? A... So I was getting divorced, my first wife. I was just like, I ain't getting involved with anybody. Kevin O'Neill, he was the head coach at USC basketball. Okay. Well, he, at the time, he was at Northwestern. They had had a point-shaving scandal there before he got there. He calls one night, hey, can you get me three tickets in your skybox? I want to take my two assistants to the Cubs game. They've been working hard. Yeah, no problem. So I get him the tickets. I leave him at Will Call. I do the pregame show upstairs. I get done with the pregame show. And as I would do every single game, we would do the post back at the station. Right. I would come down, and they would ask me to just say hi to any advertisers that were in there. Hey, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you. Blah, blah, blah. I walk in. I get one step in, and there's my buddy. He's my closest friend, Kevin Mm O'Neill. KO, what's up, man? And I see this redhead there. I'm like, who the hell is that girl? So he says to me, hey, that redhead, get her the hell out of here. She's a blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy. And I'm like, dude, this is her skybox tonight. She's an advertiser. Please don't get me fired here. And he's had a couple, and he is... Just being a jag. <laughs> so I walk up to her and I said, excuse me, my name's David Kaplan. She's like, I'm Mindy Laflamme. That was her maiden, previous name. And I said, I'm sorry about my friend. She goes, don't worry about that. I can handle myself. I'm like, hmm, I like you. There you go. And I said, what happened? Well, he walked up. He's single. Right. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm Kevin O'Neill, the basketball coach at Northwestern. And her response was, Northwestern has a basketball team? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're the ones that shave points. Ouch. He Lost goes it. off. Well, you know. So I feel like I have to protect her from him, and it was the other way around. She crushed him all night long. Are you married, Kevin? No, I'm going through a divorce. There's a shock. and <laughs> he, Backhand after backhand. Uh, she's killing shock. him. So we made a bet that night. I said the Cubs are going to be really good that year, 98. They were coming off a horrible year where I slept in a van until they won a game and they started 0-14. Yeah, that was not good. <laughs> anyway, I make her a bet that they're going to be really good. She said, I'll bet you dinner they won't even be 500. They went to the playoffs. There you that go. was the year Sammy hit 66 homers. Wow. They won 89 games or whatever. So we go to dinner, and then I don't call her again for six months because I'm getting divorced. And then I bump into her again in that same skybox the next season, and we start dating. We've been married to be 18 years and two weeks. That's wow. awesome. 
That's awesome. So pretty funny. What uh, we always ask our guests, I like to do it. You know, you can get as personal as you want. What is something with people don't know about you? Do you have, what's your hobby or do you like to read or, I mean, I know you're really busy, but probably sleep maybe, but. Um, what do people not know about me? I mean, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm a tattoo guy. You like tattoos? Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> Whoa. Just keep the pants got the, on. Got the sleeve. Oh, there wow. you go. I never knew that. I never knew that. Shy town represented. Nice. You got to have a cub somewhere, right? No, no, I do not. I will never put a team on my freaking body. <laughs> no. So, nice. yeah. I like wow. My spirit animal is a shark because sharks never stop moving even when they're sleeping. Oh, there wow. you go. Apex they just always predators. keep going. They Apex just keep going. Predators are my favorite as well. Um, that would be one thing. I mean, something that people don't know about me. Do like, you like to cook? Love to cook. Love to cook. So you do most of the cooking in the house? I, my wife's an amazing cook and baker, but I like to cook. So I will cook most of our dinners. Nice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What, do you, what do you ask for on your birthday? Would you... Uh, have any requests for big days, birthdays, Christmas dinner? Uh, you mean for food? Yeah, yeah favorite that go- she'll cook for you. Yeah, so she will cook this really spicy Italian sausage in a vodka sauce pasta. There you go. Which is amazing. So I, I'll have I think that. I just had it. Have that, a bottle of Camus. <laughs> that'd be a great birthday. There you go. Or Chicago Cut, my favorite restaurant. Nice. I think the last time we were at uh, the... Harry Carey's. We went to Harry Carey's. That's exactly right. We had lunch there. I could tell you the table. You walk in, we were right, right to the right. right to the right. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay, Dave. Hey, I got a quick question. We have a segment called You Got Got, and a lot of the players that we deal with, they talk about, you know, a play or a game that they had where they just get ear-holed by this guy, and they just, you know, they want to get him back and get him back, and they all game they reach for. What's the sports media version about that? Have you ever got got in an interview? So remember Billy Packer who would do this oh, yeah. NCA? So he and I got into it. I threw him off the air. It's the only person I've ever thrown off the Literally, air. Literally, yeah. He's a jackass. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he came on, and it was going to be Kentucky against somebody in the regional final. And I got him on the day before the game. And I said, so what do you think, Billy? He said, well, uh, Kentucky's going to win this game by 20 or more. And I said, Kentucky's actually going to lose outright. They are not winning the game. Why would you say that? And I give him my rationale. And, of course, he's the most condescending human being in the world. He says to me, okay, radio man, like you know anything about basketball. Have you ever played or coached a day in your life? Well, actually, yeah, (laughs) I I did. I was a college coach and an NBA scout. scout, So now he's kind of like disarmed. Okay, give me your reasoning why. I said Kentucky shoots too many threes. The team, I think it was Carolina, is great at defending the three. They're going to take the three away, and they're going to actually beat them by double digits. And he starts telling, you don't obviously know basketball. You'd still be working in basketball. Carolina won by 18. (laughs) And we got him back on. on. We got him back on, and he... He didn't apologize, but, well, okay, whatever. Well, at least he knew that you knew, or you knew that he knew. Yeah, he was just a jag. But it was fun. That's great. Billy Packer. Well, you can ask you, what, how do you think the Bears are going to be oh, this yeah. year? Four and 13, five and 12. Like the over-under, I think, is six and a half in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I would play the under. How many starts is Fields going to get? I mean, can they keep him upright right, and that's, healthy? That's what we mean. I'm hoping he could start 
12, 13 games. Mm-hmm. I'd love him to start all 17. I just want the season end where you go, all right, that guy actually looks like he could be the guy. Yeah. And then give me a top two pick, and I'm trading back, getting a bunch of picks, and then I can get a receiver and a left tackle, right. and then I got $150 million in cap space. I could go get the best guys. Now let's go. What do you think about the new coach and GM? I don't know. Right. We're going to find out. I mean, neither guy's ever done the job before. You know? What would you think about the old? It was time for Matt to go. Yeah. Matt's mad at me, but he thought I was too hard on him, but whatever. It, yeah. I get that. I've had that with players. I'm probably, yeah. Well, what do you think about the, the move? Are they gonna, they're going to do the Arlington move? They have to. Yeah. You have to. Now, if you don't move, you're basically landlocked in there at Soldier Field. But if you go build something there where you can have Final Fours, political conventions, concerts, truck pulls, whatever. 51 restaurant. Your franchise goes, yeah. Your franchise goes from $4 billion to probably $12 billion. You tie in Bet Rivers or Points Bet or whoever. Right down the road. Right here. Yep. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God. It's a the whole franchise new triples. A whole new animal. Yep. It's a whole new animal. Now, anybody that's a free agent goes, I want to go play in Chicago. Come on. It's a (laughs) no-brainer. Indoors, Mm -hmm. park your car, make your sports bet, go eat, go sit in your seat. Go to 51 Steakhouse. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Get it done. So, All right, man. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. We'll have to have you again sometime. You tell me when I'm here. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you guys. Thank you to Dave Kaplan for joining the show today, and thank you to my co-host, Matt Amendola. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and thebutkusaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbutkus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Butkus, and we will catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Buckus Award and Buckus Foundation websites and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.